Hi everyone, it's Seb. I just wanted to give a brief content warning for this episode. Um, if you know this movie, um, you may know it is very violent and very extreme. And because of those elements, uh, we have to discuss sexual assault briefly in this episode. And we just want to give a warning to make sure um, no one is blindsided by that. And if you happen to listen to this before you watch the movie, I don't know if that's anyone... Um, but I guess just be warned that this movie is uh, very extreme in its imagery and subject matter. Um, all that being said, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you for listening. Yep. Recording. Recording. Seb, we're on. We're on now. So now is the time to. Step up to the plate. I and can't keep be funny. funny. I like put it all on the field before we start recording, and I'm not funny anymore. Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> I don't even. Need... I can't even think of the song. I got a song. There were oh. some songs in this. There were so many good songs. It was There's so of... good. The so no good. the the Iron Maiden one. What? How does that go? You'll die as you lived. Oh yeah. In the flash <laughs> of a blade. Oh yeah. Forgotten by no one. Oh, frick. I'm doing the, the air next, guitar right now. the next part go? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how the lyrics went, but it was something like that. It was like... Yeah. 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 Welcome to Is It Whack, your favorite movie podcast. Uh, on this podcast, we talk about all things whack, all things movie. We got the latest Hollywood whack news. Um, we're here at Wackawood, and we dissect movies and figure out how whack they actually are. I'm one of your hosts, Funke, and I'm joined by Seb, the Clementine Devourer. In this corner. <laughs> uh, Adam. Hello. Cool guy. <laughs> the pickler of carrots. <laughs> no, the enjoyer of, of... I love pickled carrots. Um, creator of croutons. But I've never... Yeah, creator of croutons. Ooh, that's beautiful. That's Thanks good. for saying that. Ooh, alliteration. Saying that. <laughs> Comic intro. No, Let's what's, never explain it. What is your um, food quirk before I introduce you? I don't know. I sell bread. No. <laughs> the, the bread salesman. <laughs> Um, and today we're talking about Dario Argento. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I hope I don't botch it. Uh, is 1985 classic Phenomena? Sorry, who uh, are you? I'm Funke. Hi. Sorry. What's your I, and what's your food quirk? My food quirk is what do I like? I like oh, salmon on a bagel with them capers mm. on a square plate. That's oh, from broccoli. Round bagel square plate. That's yeah. from the song Broccoli. It is. It is. The pronouncer of Italian names. Mm. <laughs> That's, that, that is my title. Um, and I brought this movie in. Uh, I really, I watched it on a whim. I've heard people talking about it on the internet. I was like, what is this? Like, I, I know it has some c connection to a video game. 
Uh, and you all know me, I like video games. So I watched it one one night and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, how is this allowed? How is any of this allowed? Um, and then I decided after sitting on it for a moment, I was like, this movie is whack and I want to bring it in to my friends who uh, like to monitor the whackness. Um, yeah, so the first time I watched this was like, I have no sense of time, but I want to say a few weeks ago, maybe a month maximum. But yeah, I was just, I, I was really shocked at how much I enjoyed it, even though it was super weird and I, it made me super uncomfortable at a lot of times. Uh, but I, I digged it overall. I, I, I did, I think. Also, this is this, this, we're in the middle of a mini series about games and toys. That's why you mentioned the games thing. Oh, yes. right. I forgot about that. What do you mm. mean you forgot about that? That's I mean, I remember fair. this. I remember the series, but when I was watching the movie, I was not thinking about toys or games at all. Mm, mm. There but aren't guess, very yeah. many toys and or games in the movie. No. But there are There's a lot a of... memorable the... toy. Ugh. Huh? <laughs> the, toy, the toy that was hanging like this, and it made me go, ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she thought it was a human being? Said, I'm What's like, wrong with you? When she thought that was a human being, I was like, are you... <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, I understand immediately thinking it's a human being, but after like the the, the, the woman plastic. is like holding it, you think this like is in real? Two parts, <laughs> she still thinks it's so real. <laughs> Not to mention the like, like plastic thump as it like broke in half. Don't hold is, him like that. Is he okay? <laughs> I thought. Well, I mean. Where she's at in the movie at that point, like, I thought she was just trying to get out of that situation. Like, oh, my God, is your son okay? Because that legit could have been, she could have thought that was her son. I don't know. That was a twisted, twisted part of the movie. Um, but, yeah, I guess before we go into uh, to, to, to Summary Corner, I wanted to talk about its connection to uh, video games because that, that is our theme. Um, so I was doing some research, and I think I re- originally introduced it to all of you as... Uh, the this was inspired by a video game, but it's actually the other way around. Um, a game was inspired by this, the SNES game, The Clock Tower. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like the first one of the first survival horror games, which is a genre where it's like Resident Evil, uh, Outlast, mm. The Medium, Alien Isolation. All of those games wouldn't be there kind of without this. Um. And it's weird because the guy who, Hifumi Kono, who who was the director of The Clock Tower, like, said that all of Dario Argento's films were his inspiration. He wanted to, like, capture that feeling of being thrilled that he hadn't seen in a video game yet. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a point-and-click survival horror game. Uh, and it kind of set the seed for the genre back in 1995, before, like, Resident Evil, which was 1996. Um, and the genre started to build on itself. So it's pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Have you played the game? Uh, I tried to uh, on the oh, sorry on my perfectly legal SNES. <laughs> um, and it didn't it didn't work properly after a little bit, so I just watched the playthrough. Um, and I don't really like point and click games because I feel like I just a different time for me. Like it, the 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 gameplay is not something that I I enjoy too much. But it does seem very cool how they like. I don't it's know like- a lot of his colleagues. Oh, sorry, yeah? Oh, I was like, I watched part of the playthrough also, but then I was reading about it, and there's like a billion endings to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
super just like kind of like a bunch of narrative threads that like branch out, which kind of games have built their whole story around after this. Um, so yeah, this is really early to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think point and click is cool because you can, it, not many games were having games where you uh, were completely powerless. Uh, and yeah, all of his colleagues, uh, Kono's colleagues were like, you can't have a game where you're just running away from something. Like you gotta be the hero and like jump on dudes heads and shoot fireballs. But he was like, no, you don't. <laughs> and then made this game. Right. Uh, so I think Do you know? Cool. Did... <clears throat> oh, yeah? you guys, so you both watched the playthrough. I watched Seb, like you as well? five minutes of it. No, I got too scared of the movie, and I thought the game would also be scary, so I didn't. To be fair, I did only watch, like, five to ten minutes of the playthrough, because then it started getting scary, and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. How intricate of a story is the, exists in the game? Like, is it really just survival? or Because it sounds like there's not a lot of gameplay if there's, it's just, like, point and click. I, was, I imagine the story has to hold it together. I don't know anything about games. I but. was... I was reading about it and it just sounds cool because there's like the thing where like even though it is like point and click the main character who's also named Jennifer still has like stamina levels and stuff um, and she can't fight back so like you don't fight you're just on the defensive which sounds like interesting gameplay IMO. Definitely, definitely. Especially at that time when there weren't other games doing that. Like you could only use traps and like click on hiding spaces. Um, but yeah, Adam, to what you were saying, I like the story is told there's there's cutscenes in between a lot of the stuff. Um, and it is basically just the movie phenomena. Like there's a little boy, like there's a scissor man, there's Jennifer, who is Jennifer. Like yeah. literally, like the side by side <laughs> comparison is like, bro, you put her in the game. Like, I don't know how this is allowed. And it doesn't seem like there were any legal issues at all with this, which I'm like. It, okay. it seems like the game was only released in Japan officially from what I read. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Didn't come out in North America. Yeah. But yeah, it does seem like it's borrowing a lot of elements from this movie and kind of like also going off in its own tangents, as Nara said, with like the different endings and, and all of that. But it is pretty much this movie. That's that's why I brought it in. Yeah, that's uh, it's like just the movie. Yeah, yeah. Sebi, sorry, sorry, you go on. No, no, please. Well, Sebi. I feel like it's a point and click game, but I feel like the movie is also point and click because I point the remote and I click <laughs> off the TV because I'm afraid. Oh, hey, oh. I was working on that one for a long time. You said you weren't uh, going to be funny. Here you are yeah. with the zingers. Here you are with a 10 out of 10 perfect joke. Come on. And this early into the podcast, too. Oh, I can't oh my gosh. now. No, come on. You only got, you can only go up from here. This is amazing. Wait, no, saying you could only go up from here implies... Anyway, it implies that, that is a, a bad joke, no, which doesn't but, make any sense. No, but that doesn't make any sense because it's a perfect yeah. joke. It's a perfect <laughs> okay, joke. Okay, 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 I get it. I was just going to say that I, I was curious at how, I guess, you know, it, it sounds like the game needs to rely on the story if it is a point and click where there's you don't really do much except for, you know, whatever. But for me, the it's, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know how games work, but it just seems like, like a if you can just hide and stuff. Yeah. If the game is all just about, you know, like, yeah, it's it's more like think of it like the movie, except like when she's looking for like the mitten or something, you're clicking through the grass and you're like, oh, like there's the mitten of the girl who's rotting or whatever. And then she'll like you click on it and it's like, 
What is this mitten? It's like I Spy, but horror game. Right. Okay. So, so it oh, just so is still... the story of the movie. Yes. Basically. Like, interactive, though. I really like the movie. I wouldn't say, like, story is the strong point. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's why I was confused about the, this being adapted into that kind of game. Because I feel like it would be fun to, like, run around and, and survive and whatever. But I guess I don't really understand how point-and-click game works. I guess you are still just surviving. I'm speaking yeah. from a total place of not understanding this I... game at all. <laughs> and uh, to the listener, I apologize. Funka <laughs> even lent you his totally, or their totally legal SNES. And you yeah. didn't I tried. You dropped I tried. it on your front door and you didn't even play it. I tried yeah. to get it to work, but it wouldn't work. I, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I'm it... sorry, listeners. You have to blow on the cartridge. It's all good. Adam, I do, I feel like I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like if you just like watch like two minutes of the playthrough, it'll, it'll be clear. Like, What's the game I, called again? Okay, I'm going to watch clock, it I can, two minutes of the playthrough right now. I can send the link. To it was, clock I think. Clock Tower game? Yes. Yeah. I looked up Clock Tower SNES and found it. It's the full um, playthrough is like 45 minutes. Yeah, it's I'm literally short. just going to look at screenshots. It's, I think, I think the game was also like, to me at least, that's why I also turned it off because it was scary, but it was like good at building mood. I think that's also why this film was like successful or like a lot of horror films are successful. Even if the Mm story is not necessarily amazing, it's just because the mood is so well developed. Mm -hmm. Capture the atmosphere of the movie. That would, that would be scary to, to even just to interact a little bit with the movie. Okay, yeah, think... I'm understanding this a bit more now. Because I thought when you're saying a click-through game, or a point-and-click game, rather, that it was like, you know, it's just like an image, and then you press on the thing that takes you to the next place, mm. and you're supposed to really be engaged with, like, what the story is and where, you know, and that's supposed to be the... But I guess you're still, like, interacting with things and choosing, like, you know, oh, maybe I'll hide in here. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. understand it a bit more. So and this yeah, it makes and, sense and, more to me now. And instead of like the movie where it's it's all linear and it's set in stone, like this one, you could hide in a different spot or maybe go d- handle with this the situation in a different way, which will lead to a different ending. Um, but the same like oh, that's pretty cool. much source material, yeah. Yeah, that also seems like I don't know, just from like a game marketing standpoint, especially for like a story based game, that's smart to have like multiple endings like i feel like that's more incentive to play the game and to like replay and buy the game if i'm like oh there's more more play value in this of course of course i don't know i just want to go from point a to point b (laughs) there's too many games where you know you you can do anything i want to just i want them to tell me what to do and then i do it yeah, I don't have time. Yeah, just Tetris. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> I just want to play Tetris forever. Though, but those games are usually shorter. Like, the games where there's so many different possibilities are usually, like, three hours max. Yeah, they but have I don't to... have time. Yeah, what? I want to play the short one. <laughs> true. True, true, true. To me, the peak of this is not... I don't understand the form. And I would be annoyed at someone talking about it about movies this way. But for mm-hmm. me, the peak is like Uncharted 4. That's what I want from the game. It tells me exactly the story. I know the characters. I'm just playing through the the events and I'm having a great time. I was I was asking my brother to I was going to borrow a game from him. Mm. And uh, and I ended up borrowing God of War 
because he told me that that was one where I could just play through the story and I would just, you know, experience it. And it was a great time. And uh, uh, I, cause I was just scared of playing an open world game. I was like, if I'm going to play, if I go into an open world, I, I'm just going to, I have so many missions no. I could do. And then I was, I'll just get confused. <laughs> On that point of God of War and, uh, and Uncharted 4, like those are, those are the Sony games, which I feel like are super cinematic and like try to tell a movie like yeah. story. Um, but those are like 15 to 35 hours is what I'm saying. But the ones where it's like, you get to kind of choose your own adventure and it's like the narrative adventure games. Like those are one to three hours maximum usually i guess it's kind of daunting but like those are some of my favorite games like oh, they're, until they're shorter yeah un- until dawn which is kind of which is a survival horror game where you kind of make a lot of choices and you're in a cabin in the woods with with, with six other like teens or whatever um that one is like six hours and does a lot of cool things. I mean, it flops on a lot of angles, but it does some cool things with just like um, having your story be nonlinear and like a character can die. And what do the other characters think of that? And how do they move on past that? Um, but yeah, everyone has a different ending, I guess. That's very cool. I, I would say like, having said everything I just said, my favorite game of all time is that Walking Dead game where you can pick what you say to people. Mm-hmm. I love that game. That's perfect. I guess I just get like overwhelmed with something like Skyrim, where it's like customize your character and you can literally do anything. Like you can just, I, I just want to be kind of like guided through the story a little bit. I'm okay to make choices and, and stuff, but yeah, no, I feel that because open world games are scary. Like I played Cyberpunk, I think I was telling y'all, but that that I haven't played an open world game like that in so long, um, because the, I guess it was such a big wave of games and like every game was like check out how big our world is. It's like five Skyrims in one map. Like, check. You can walk around anywhere. You could start a record store. We don't care. Um, but it's like, yeah, that is too much. And that, that kind of overchoice thing is something that's stressful. I think in open world games and also JRPGs, like Persona or um, like Shin Megami Tensei, those games are like a a thousand hours if you're playing through them because right. you can do so much like you can each each day in game you can like go shopping fight a demon at night like go on a date or like go to class it's so much content yeah. but yeah that is like i i also feel that anxiety when i play through those games like i don't know what to do there's just literally too much and i feel like i want to be optimizing my time in game too but i don't know how to do that properly yeah it sounds like i guess you just have to like submit to that which sounds really fun like that sounds really cool and exciting and like i it just it just scares me (laughs) i'm I'm just scared to do it but i'm like i'm glad that that exists because that sounds like the coolest thing definitely yeah so jrpg stands for japanese role-playing game right yeah oh sorry i thought and persona is a jrpg Mm mm-hmm I thought Persona was more of an SRPW, <laughs> Swedish role-playing woman, if I understood the film correctly. No. <laughs> no. All right, no more jokes then. That's fine. That'll be the end of it. No, That's you can funny. only go up That's from good. here. You can I... only go up from here. That was so funny. <laughs> I, I just don't know if any jokes about Persona the film will land. Because she's Ever. she's a Swedish woman, right? But she's turning into another one. Yes. Oh, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> you don't need to. It's bad. 
Does it have anything to do with um, children finding out they're not their true selves and fighting demons or killing God? You could say yes. Oh, in a way, in a way, oh, definitely. It doesn't not. Children are mentioned. There are children. They do, in some sense, fight God. I'm listening. Um. Yeah. I guess we've spoken a lot about um, video games, but I do. This movie's so weird and long, and there's so many different plot points. So I think we should summarize this for people who might not have seen it. But actually, before that, um, <laughs> I I was wait, just thinking. We wait of... for Adam to come back. Oh shit! I he didn't froze. even see. You. Oh my gosh, Adam. Yes. Adam, you're back. Oh no! Oh. Did Adam froze? Adam again? joined and he's froze. Oh no! Oh. Adam, no. hello. Okay. I'm back. What were you all talking about while I was gone? I missed you. Summarizing. I, yeah, yeah. I was just saying that in our meeting yesterday, I was like, wow, people listen to this podcast and don't see the movie. <laughs> like, that's still like in my head. <laughs> I'm like, we talk about some wild movies that I feel like it's so hard. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that people are still listening without watching, but I was just shocked at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that if you listen, you can at least, you know, I mean, Oh no. Oh. oh no. Oh no, he froze. <laughs> oh no. Oh, am I frozen again? Oh, I oh. heard you. Am I moving? Yes. Uh, you can hear me? Yeah. What about now? Yes. Yep. You said you hope that when people listen. Oh, well. I mean, it's just like, we go on tangents. We talk about stuff that isn't related to the movie. We haven't even started talking about this movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can enjoy it without watching the movie. Definitely, definitely. Right. Hopefully. You get all kind. You get hilarious jokes about Persona. <laughs> yeah. See, even if you haven't seen the movie that we're actually talking about, there might be a joke about another movie you've seen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There are a lot of jokes here. Also, the pre-podcast, Seb eating two whole clementines or whatever. <laughs> Should have been recorded. It's, I think it's a world record somewhere. It was shocking. It was a no lot chewing. to take in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just snaked it? You just Zero s- chewing. Swallowed it like Ugh. a snake? Unhinged the jaw. You genuinely scared me when you put that second one in your mouth, like full clementine in your mouth. Then you turned around and then didn't move for like 30 seconds. Yeah, I was trying to shake. I thought that'd be funny. I don't know if you guys could pick that up. I couldn't tell that like you were I shaking. I thought that I thought I, you were like, you're still in like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you were digivolving. I thought that you were. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were choking on the clementine, honestly. Yeah, was, me too. Oh, yeah, I was trying to make it seem like that. It was That's terrifying. Fun. That'd be funny. <laughs> it's a fun game. <laughs> fun joke. Um, let's let's head over to the let's head, head over to that corner over there. Give this man a corner. Put him in charge of something. Sab, corner. Kind of a smooth jazz. It's waiting for you. Summary. Quarter. Woo. Nara's gone. That's okay. I'm just plugging my laptop because it's dying. Oh, no. I fixed it. All right. So this is a tale as old as time.
A young girl who can speak to bugs has to solve a series of murders <laughs> taking place at her Swiss boarding school. She's helped by a man who's studying bugs and their their relationship to death. Um, then things get really weird. And there's a hyper-intelligent monkey bent on revenge. Oh my god, Inga. Mm. I mean, it's not nurse. a big plot movie. It's kind of a vibe movie. Such a big vibe movie. Scary vibes. Oh, There's also a killer on the loose killing young women. Did you... I think I already said um, did you mention that there was it Wagner's house that they were in? Yeah, his old. Huh? They're in Wagner's old, old estate, but only the main building because the other buildings are falling apart, and you are not allowed to go in them. <laughs> Wagner's house is like the academy. Yes. Yes. Oh, I understand. Yeah, it um. It's so weird, I think, like, it's just the first couple of scenes are, yeah, like, someone gets decapitated, and then immediately, like, a monkey is walking in the forest with scissors, and I'm just like, did the monkey do this? That's what I thought! <laughs> right? It's like, the way it's juxtaposed there, I'm like, what is going on? And then it goes into a detective scene, and they're like, so the maggots can tell you right when he died. Um... I just I, I really like how it carries you on through all these very peculiar moments, but I, I never felt like it was it was too weird. Like I was like, okay, we're here, and it kind of sits on it for a moment and really lets you soak it in, um, which I which I found nice. I was really like, because there's so many like weird little disparate parts and like story bits of this. I was like, oh, are they all gonna like come back together at the end and make more sense? But like kind of i guess but not really they just pile on more at the end i had to wikipedia what exactly happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like i mean yeah because then there was like the storyline where it was like oh somebody broke into your facility once what was that and i don't understand i had to look up what that was was that very dark was that talking about how the woman broke her ch- child out of the facility? or? Um, according to Wikipedia, no. It's really dark. I feel like we should talk about it later. Okay. We'll okay. Talk about and it I think later. we might have to give a warning on this episode. And definitely if you see the movie. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry, Seth. I... <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> I'd seen Suspiria, so I knew what to expect. I was just worried someone who had no idea what to expect mm-hmm. going in. Yeah. I was like, it's fucked up. It wasn't like bad because you gave the content warning. I was just like, this is a lot of things that I'm not horrified by, but I'm kind of uncomfortable with that they're being used in like a horror setting, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a few of those. I um, I really didn't like uh the. Part of the ending, sorry, I'm jumping, but uh, where she falls in that pool of... Oh my god, the death pool when she's swimming in death soup. That whole scene, I was just like, no. When he broke his hand to get it out. (laughs) I feel bad for Jennifer Connelly in that part. Because she's actually a kid, and it was so disgusting. And maybe the environment on the set was so great. 
where that wouldn't bother you, but I can't imagine. I, I don't know how that couldn't bother you. She's like that holding is... in like a soup of like maggots and oh Dad, God. soup. And she had to like, and she kept like going Ugh. under the surface and coming up and her mouth was open. I was like, how much of that are you ingesting? Oh, dog. Oh, why are you invoking it? <laughs> I hate bugs so much. I'm I, terrified yeah. of bugs. Yeah. Uh, so I was really, oh, God. I didn't even want to look at the screen. Like, this in Candyman, the hardest parts of both of those films for me to watch wasn't, like, the blood or guts or anything. It was just the bugs. Mm-hmm. I'm not an insect person. I just didn't like when there were close-ups of, like, spiders and stuff. I don't mind when they're in a big swarm, because I'm like, oh, that's an effect. I can't really oh. see the detail of the bug. Maybe yeah, I don't, different. and then, like, the close-up when you can see the little, like, fly hands doing the... Oh, oh yeah. Close-ups on, like, larvae. I... Oh, my gosh. When they're, like, I... all over, like, towels and stuff. Oh, that's, like, my worst fear that I'm going to go into my bathroom and there's going to be larvae on my towels. Oh, I was God. Like, oh, God. Sheesh. Specifically larvae. <laughs> yes, <laughs> your towels? yes. Those are the worst. Oh, my like God. That. I don't even want to think about it. I was like, oh, how do you Why did I bring like it up? This? You know that meme that's, like, damn, girl, you live like this? But yes. it's her bathroom and it's just bugs everywhere. Actually, gross, gross. Oh. I love that she's like a pop star to these like bugs, though. <laughs> like when when she's in the school and the other all the flies are swarming, she's like, "I love you, everyone. It's okay. Like, you're, I'm, I love you so much." Each and we every worship one. you. We worship you. Oh, that's we my favorite part you. of the movie when she's like, "Yeah, in control of all the flies." And they're like yeah, tapping awesome. on the. Yeah, they're like she gets all the flies to swarm to the window of the school or whatever. That yeah, was cool. I'm, I'm just like thinking about filming that, and I'm like, I guess obviously it's like close up, so it's just like they just put them all in a glass box and film all the bugs in this glass box. But I'm like, I wonder how many like little flies and bugs and stuff got loose on that set, and we're just flying oh, around, oh, and they'd be like, ooh, dead bug and like hair and makeup. <laughs> Mm. Oh God! Why? Uh. How did they get those bugs to cooperate? Yeah, I'm like, what did they? How did they make the fly go crazy? What did Jennifer they? Connelly, mind powers. <laughs> how did they? Can do you think that's a thing? I can like look up. How did they control the bugs on phenomena? I hope so because even the bee at the start when the woman's like, ah, there's a. Bug in the car! Oh my god, pull over! Um, like the bug, I it's just moving like this. Like, did they just slather slather like honey on her hand? Or like what happened? Right. Yeah, some good bug acting in this movie. <laughs> I I can't find anything about it. Wow. Best this is the bug for sure. Wait, maybe I'll go on IMDb and it'll say something. So was wait was Donald Pleasance joking around calling that thing the Great Sarcophagus when it was just a fly? Was that a bit? I don't. I I believed him as a bug expert. I thought that it was, was a like... fly, though, wasn't it? <laughs> but <laughs> was a certain a... kind of fly. <laughs> is that a real fly? The Great Sarcophagus. It is. It's a flesh fly. Uh, oh, is that like wow. a is that like that. a horse fly or whatever? Like one of the flies that just takes chunks out of your body, like a deer uh, fly. I'm sorry, I asked. <laughs> yeah, I could read the description, but I don't think that would be fun for any of us. You know, it was kind of nice to see someone who really did like bugs, though. 
You know, she really, yeah. she, it, I, it made me feel a little more comfortable with the bugs. Yeah, I yeah. guess she was speaking. To I don't them. know. I don't know what I'm saying. I think I felt <laughs> when she was interacting with the bugs, I felt fine about it. Like when she was holding the maggots, I didn't mind because yeah, she's because com- she's comfortable because she's because yeah. she's fine with it. But then when the maggots or the bugs were in another setting where they could potentially affect me, then I was not okay with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously the the maggot soup thing bothered me, but most of the time the bugs were not in a context where they were like attacking people or something. I think that would really bother me to see that in a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. That would freak me out. That's what I thought the movie was going to be cuz you had yeah. warned Funke that there were bugs and I was like, "Oh god, do I even want to watch this? I'm so scared." <laughs> but I did it. I did it for the podcast. <laughs> Thank and then you. it wasn't really like that. So that you know, at least that uh, you know, at least there yeah, were the, uh, swarms of bugs that were like eating just, people's flesh or something. They just did. Murder, they did constant eat child murder. Flesh, but there was there was a swarm of, but at the end, the swarm of bugs like ate the kid's flesh. Oh yeah, that yeah. Was up. True. I guess that did happen one time. The kid was trying to kill her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll get to the kid, but the kid thing is so horrible <laughs> I that I almost like fully thing. disconnected from the movie. But then when he was running around with the big thing, it was it became kind of funny again. Yeah, it <laughs> it <did>. was... <laughs> it's just so fucked up. The spear is like bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, that's and... an element in the uh game too. Like run away from yeah, the saw... kid with the <laughs> Yeah, it's oh it's weird. Should we talk about the main character, Jennifer, and her? debacle because i guess this is a character piece kind of yeah <laughs> i learned some context from the letterbox reviews that i don't know if it makes the movie better or worse but i think is interesting um argento the director his daughter plays jennifer's roommate sophie the french which is weird and um jennifer the character is the daughter of a famous italian actor and somebody was like kind of making the connection i think it was screening notes on letterboxd shout out it was kind of going like it's like maybe weirdly trying argento trying to understand his daughter and what she's going through in like a really you know heightened way i think it might be that's awful he should just not do that that's like a racer head being about like david lynch being a father and i'm like these are the worst movies about like trying to deal with (laughs) having children Oh, you guys lose Oh, you froze. Oh. oh, no. In the middle of a point, too. Nara. Google Meetups is kicking our ass. Yeah. Oh, Nara, I think you're back. <laughs> I unfroze. They're the worst movies about. Oh, I was just going to say, like, um, Eraserhead and this and, like, weird, like, surreal horror films that are actually about like dealing with your family or like becoming like being a parent i'm like this is awful like i feel so bad for those children that you're like oh yes parenthood is torture (laughs) well i think it would be like in that reading it's like uh he's trying to understand the torture that like his daughter would be going through yeah it seems like uncompassionate i don't know like because she just goes through like all of the worst things and i don't feel yeah, Nari, go on. Well, she goes through all of the worst things, but then it's like, oh, you have to deal with this on your own. <laughs> Which is probably true of how he, I guess, perceived her experience. And maybe is true of her experience. Like, I don't know, you know, necessarily where he'd be pulling this from, but I don't know. It, does, it makes it kind of a 
I don't know. I couldn't really tell, like, if the movie is, like, uncompassionate about her. I guess we're, we're definitely on her side. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. Did, I, I feel did, my brain is mush right now. Someone else, Did please. something happen to his daughter in real life, or is this just about, like, her, like, him being like, oh, it must be hard for you right now? Well, I don't know. I mean, I could have done more research, but I okay. imagine my understanding would be, or my guess would be, he makes these weird uh, horror movies that are very extreme. That's mm. the kind of movie he's going to make. So whatever he's going through, just like with Lynch or whatever, is going to be uh, put through this prism of what he does. Right. So this mm. is like maybe his weird way of connecting with his daughter. But, wow. I mean, it's weird to have your daughter be violently murdered in a movie. His wife is the villain. No! The no. Villain. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> it's getting weird. I don't like this. I don't like this family of Huh. Well, I mean, we we we're definitely drawing connections based off of those like casting choices, yeah. which Wait. might not have been the intention. It could have been very pure of just like this is a movie that is not about my family dynamic and uh, is just throw... like I just want to cast my family because I want to spend time with them. Uh, but I, I don't know. It is weird. It is weird. That? Don't get me wrong. It is weird. I'm just saying we're definitely putting <laughs> this on the movie. I think if you throw your family into that, you are like allowing people to draw those co- conclusions as well it's, like i mean they're the main they're main characters yeah it's well it's also like it's different i feel like it's different if it's just like one of them being a character <laughs> but then yeah the fact that it's like both of them in this movie that's about like young a young girl with an absent father who is famous <laughs> yeah that's the yeah. other thing is putting making it a story point mm-hmm. yeah know? That's true. It's hard not to draw the link at that point. I really enjoyed um, how, I guess, his daughter's character like knew everything about Jennifer. Um, it was it was a good way to introduce the character. I think it also reminded me of um, this clip that I will send to you. Uh, just her correcting um, <laughs> Jennifer about her own life. I was like, "What are you saying?" Like, <laughs> she lived that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it just reminded me of like just like Twitter stands being like, no, actually you did this to like people on on who are just like living their lives. I don't know. Adam, roll the clip. Me and I aren't in a romantic relationship. Respectfully, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. If you look here at my pair pad, you'll see screen caps I've taken from actual iCarly webisodes proving that Carly and Freddie do like each other. Here's one where Freddie touches Carly's shoulder. And in this screen cap, Carly's. Look at the way you're staring into Freddy's eyes. Pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> what a show. I, yeah. Oh, I loved iCarly so much when I was a kid. Yeah, it was one did. of my favorite shows. And Very I always nice. just loved the idea that there could be this, like, web series uh, on, you know, whatever. I just loved the idea of an iCarly show in real life, which I guess Existing. exists. But, yeah. you know, I guess that's like Twitch, you know? Everyone live streams uh, now all the time. She Wait started it. What? I Lukey. Oh. <laughs> Is he live on GeoGuessr, by the way? I think he right? might be right now. He might be like, live right now. This he was is when I started. I'm in a uh, GeoGuessr tournament run by friend of the show, Luke. Um, and I'm so nervous, by I the way. GeoGuessr is <laughs> so much fun. I'm very good at it. it. 
It feels You're very hard. Good at it? Oh, you I actually, I used to be very good at it. I was very good at it in like middle school. I haven't, I haven't really played since. Um, I, I really shouldn't be saying this, but Adam Luke said you're not, you're not that good. And if I trained, I could get you. What? <laughs> what? What did Luke say? Okay, Luke was supposed to be the guest on the next week's episode of Is It Wax, but now I don't know. I don't... Oh, this oh, is he gonna listened be... to Digimon and he was so happy. Aww. How good. How dare you? Seb, you are going to be destroyed. Well, he said, well, when I questioned him more, he said I was even worse, but just that it was possible. <laughs> so he was worse than you, Adam, and then he got better than you. No, what? no, Luke was saying, First Adam's step. not that good, you could probably beat him. And I'm like, oh, you think I'm better? He's like, no, he's like much better than you, but if you tried, <laughs> if you trained. Okay. I actually practiced. <laughs> that is accurate. So but in my defense, there are some people who are really good at GeoGuessr in that tournament. I, that, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice leading up to my match, but uh, I'm pretty scared. I'm not practicing. a chance. I was watching Sam and Kun, uh, other Insomniac pals, uh, do part of the tournament. And I was like, how the hell are you looking at like grass or whatever and being like, all oh, right, so it looks like this part of Europe over here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll zone in. It's probably this little village here. No, I'm like, so... what? Do you not? Nara, talk us through your strategy. My strategy Please. is, first of all, I don't know if this is against GeoGuessr rules, but first of all, find like an identifiable identifying thing like a license plate or a sign at the edge of the road or again a type of flora or fauna so if you're like oh orange trees whatever florida california somewhere hot um yeah, but you have to know that stuff already and that's the part that that gets to me <laughs> you don't know Same where here. orange Same trees here. grow uh orange county okay you don't have to be that specific but if you can like cut Perfect. it down you just have to keep cutting it or if you can look at like the type of like clothes that people are wearing be like oh it's cold out jacket not gonna be a a, per- a place with two seasons or if you're like uh vineyards you could be like napa california maybe right. i don't yeah my brain doesn't make that connection though because like when i was watching two people were like oh the houses are like colored this color and so it's probably here. And I was like, oh, I guess that is like a thing. Yeah. And I looked it up and I was like, huh. Totally. Regional architecture and regional urban planning is totally a thing. Um, I am oh. in architecture history courses. Ooh. I just go off what instinct. Is... Yeah, what about instinct movie is... guesser? You show me a frame of a movie, I tell you a year. <laughs> tell you a year? I tell you what year is from. Okay, we can try uh, that. Get Luke to set up that. Are you right. serious? You're trying to do that right now? I could try. Sure, I mean, I'll, I'll do it. But okay. I feel like that's this not fair a... because you've seen every movie and you'd be like, oh, this is this movie which came out on this day. Yeah, I don't know anything else. <laughs> you put me in math, guesser. I'm not going to do well either. <laughs> anyway, follow I... uh, follow at Spokey underscore Doke on uh, Twitch and then watch the GeoGuessr tournament. A sponsored post. <laughs> yeah, please come through. Watch watch me fail. Watch Seb and Adam duke it out. <laughs> I will come See? through. I love GeoGuessr. I will watch. It's it's a fun time. Um, Seb, you'll probably beat me, honestly. What you were you talking about about the film? <laughs> oh, um, don't, sorry, we're talking so about sure. the friend. Guessing, or not guessing, knowing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knowing yes. everything about Jennifer's life. Oh yeah, I, mean, I I loved that scene. That was what that was one of my favorite scenes. I just thought that was so funny. Mm-hmm. I love that she her like like Jennifer's 
introduction to the school is her eating baby food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I don't really know what that's supposed to mean besides she's like, has a bit of an attitude or is like a bit of an outsider. Um, Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was such a weird way to assert that point when that is very easily (laughs) identifiable by how much she likes insects. <laughs> mm. um, what kind of food she likes? So I'm like, I don't know if she necessarily needs to just say that she's a vegetarian. Does that have something to do with the insects? I don't know. Probably. Was his daughter a vegetarian? I don't well, know. In- insects are vegetarians. <laughs> Not all of them. Not the sarco- sarcophagus. Not the yeah. great sarcophagus. <laughs> they eat flesh. Oh. Well, maggots are larvae. No. No. Oh. Then they grow up and eat flesh. Eat, eat flesh. <laughs> they Wait, were eating all, out... all the flesh off those, those dead bodies. Mm. What about spiders? Don't that's actually a that's actually a really good point. Actually, now I'm starting to think most insects are not vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like what are vegetarians like aphids? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they could be eating those little red bugs. You know the little ones. I feel like bees. they eat those. Oh, true. Bees pollen. It just mm-hmm. felt like a, the right thing to say, okay? When I said they were vegetarians, you know what? Don't I'm let sorry. don't let Adam play insect guesser. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or diet guesser. You like see a picture and guess what the thing's diet is. <laughs> oh, that's such a good game. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you think? Okay, okay. Look at me. Look at me. Horses. <laughs> I don't eat horses. Vegetarian. No, I'm Clementine. talking about what their diet is. What do uh, horses sugar eat? Sugar cubes. Apples. <laughs> they love apples and carrots. I know that. Trojan warriors. Uh, horses uh, <laughs> eat grass and hay. Uh, 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 okay. Bad they don't segment. Eat hay. <laughs> yeah, hay is for horses. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, you got me. I'm starting to think this guy, Dario Argento, did not like school. Because Maybe. the two movies of his I've seen are both about mean old ladies who run schools and are trying to kill him. I think mm. Dario Argento does not like women having educations, maybe? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know how he feels about women exactly by these films. <laughs> That's true. Is he resentful of his daughter? Did he want a son? No. But I mean, Suspiria and a lot of his films, I think, are very popular with women. I'm not, not that means I don't know. I just see a lot of people really love these, where they, Gallo films, this like subgenre oh, of Italian Giallo? horror movies that are like very violent and surreal. What? There's a name for them? What? Giallo. Yeah. Gallo? I'm so stupid. I have no idea. G I A L L O. I write it down. I think they're more, they're more, you know, vibe driven and. Yeah, they like uh, Italian visual. art horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. Suspiria yeah. does have a very like specific target of focus for its like critique, I guess. Like it is like uh yeah, schools suck. Mm. Uh I guess it's very specifically this like ballet school that they're uh targeting. But I but I feel like it's like it's way more specific in its critique than uh I don't really know what this film is going after, to be honest. I don't really know what um, I was like, 
phenomena is going after? I was like, it's going after like. I'm like, is it saying that mental illness is bad or is it saying that people who don't know how to properly deal with mental illness are bad and toxic? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. That's what, <laughs> like, I, I thought it was, yeah, at least in the first half, because there's all these people that are, like, trying to diagnose her and are, like, uh, but really they're just kind of mistreating her. Like, and I thought it was about, yeah, like, it was a critique of them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't engaged enough. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just the institution as a whole is bad. He just doesn't like any institution, whether it be educational or I like that. one for mental well, health or right, a right, bank. Right. Yeah, we, he doesn't seem to like institutions. I mean, I really have trouble with this kind of movie that's not story driven, to, but I really like this one. And I think there's some stuff in there. There's a bit about like, the old versus the new and I think the way systems kind of crush people down and, and try um I don't know to like institute tradition on them and uh that's harmful like there's that scene where all the girls are talking about like contemporary things that they like Gigi. and the yeah. teacher's like what about Shakespeare and whatever yeah and like Richard Gere Richard Gere <laughs> that was a taste but that's fine it's also yeah I guess there was the a house yeah the VGs. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like there's also something with that old versus new with the fact that they're like in Wagner's estate for some right. some reason. Yeah. Like I And Wagner, notoriously terrible person. I know nothing about Wagner. I know nothing. Is, is that sure true? Va- I'm pretty sure Wagner was like a Nazi or Probably. was, really I was he, Did he do or Ride he of the Valkyries? Racist. He did Yeah, was, he did Ride of the Valkyries if yeah, he's not I was reading up on that actually because i was like i've heard this well i saw a curb episode where some guy was like just digging on larry for listening to wagner or whatever <laughs> but then i looked it up and it said he had various controversies and i think his shit was played at like nazi concerts or well something it's like. because so the thing is ride of the valkyries and like all of that saga the ring of whatever whatever um is like about like Aryan values or whatever and then all that imagery that's associated with that opera then got like appropriated which is interesting with the like iron maiden actually got appropriated by like heavy metal um like groups so then it's like a lot of like like all of that like where it's like viking imagery with the whatever Mm -hmm. um and like the operatic vocals got appropriated by like heavy metal groups and that's sort of how you can tell like what separated out or created like this sort of like um hyper masculine like white supremacist metal vein right right i mean it's yeah i i believe that wagner's music probably did get you know appropriated by the nazis but also i'm pretty sure he was like anti-semitic as well and racist probably like famously anti-semitic and racist <laughs> before his music got used by the nazis so i don't think it was like okay you know i right I, oh, yeah. I, I mean i don't want to spew stuff that's wrong but I'm no like no no sure about until this. his final years wagner's or wagner's life was characterized by political exile turbulent love affairs poverty and repeated flight from his creditors his contributions writing Controversial writings on music, drama, doing? politics have attracted extensive comment, particularly since the late 20th century, where they express anti-Semitic 
sentiments. Oh my god! All right. So yeah, I mean, I I don't think it was unintentional that they were uh, in Wagner's estate here, and that there is this like, yeah, idea between like the the canonization of like certain texts and then the dismissal of, I guess, newer uh, forms and and ideas and stuff. Yeah. I I sent a photo of the jacket that she's wearing of the dead girl. Is there the like, Iron Cross on it? Yeah. What is this symbol? It makes me uncomfortable. It's the Iron Cross. <laughs> it's like another like neo-Nazi symbol. Okay. <laughs> that, I feel like I know too original... much about neo-Nazi and I, symbols. Well, I think also regular old Nazis, right? Wasn't it yeah. like a German war? Yeah. It was like the, the badge of honor. For the okay. Whatever. I think. Like, yeah, she's making jokes and stuff wearing this jacket. I'm like, take it off. Oh. I didn't even notice that. Fun fact, I just learned from reading about uh, Wagner's exile in Switzerland. This movie takes place in Switzerland. This is where he uh, wrote his first Ah. uh, anti-Semitic writing, or he first published an anti-Semitic writing. Oh. Ah. That's kind of interesting. I feel like nothing, not that it had to, but nothing in the movie pointed me towards the Nazis at all. Like The villain has nothing to do with any of that. I guess she runs the school. Um, and I guess she's been affected by these different institutions, but it's not, I don't know. I don't understand the connection. Fully. Yeah, and but but it does seem like there's multiple, like, references to, to that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what's, that, what's that for? Hmm. I mean, should we talk about the kid? Um, yeah. There's, okay. Can I read you what it says on the Wikipedia about the kid? Because I didn't really get this from the movie. Maybe you guys I, did. Does this have also something so to lost. do with the, like, when the inspector brought up that the woman was, like, attacked? Yes. Okay. I'm kind of, I have a s idea, but I don't want to say it because I still don't understand. I'll just let you. No, I me. think it's probably what you're thinking. Um, you know, uh, content warning. Uh, but I think we have to talk about it with this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. for sexual assault but what it says uh, Jennifer passes a room from which she hears sobbing she finds a Bruckner's son who has a hideously deformed face the result of a rape when Bruckner was in a psychi- psychiatric asylum which I did not get I, I know oh. like the policeman brought up like her scar and said she was attacked mm-hmm. by an inmate yeah. but I didn't understand maybe you're supposed to put that all together but it's so hard to, because I mean, you're the main character is trapped in this hell house, like, and so much shit is going on. And it's the I last like fifteen minutes that. too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the most charitable reading, and not that you know, I'm a big advocate on this podcast for art not having to be morally perfect and everything, and exploring those darker things. But it is the kid is basically a monster, even though he's like, you know, still a human being who just has a physical deformity. Mm-hmm. In the movie, he's basically a monster, which is kind yeah, of messed they don't, up. They don't treat him like a human being at all. Not yeah. Yet, no. Or like um, she tries to at one. I think it's kind of like this weird thing where it's like she tries to extend affection, but then is like so appalled by him. But then it's like she is able to show affection to like these insects, which like by common standards are like weird and like disgusting. Mm-hmm. And there's like a weird tension there between like her limits yeah. of affection and like how this kid is treated. Well, this is my understanding. Maybe I'm wrong. The kid was the killer, right? Yes. Or, or was I, it the mom? But I don't know. 
I thought, I thought it was, it was the mom. Well, supposed to be the mom. I thought it was. But no way, this kid, kid is like. <laughs> also, I thought it was it was the kid because in the first scene, the chains come out of the wall in that house, right? Yeah. So right. I thought that was the kid chained up, and then, um, he comes out with that big knife at the end that yeah. he was using, or that spear, or whatever it was. So he can use it. You know, <laughs> I thought him. that was supposed to show that it was him. Yeah, but people, are, the, well, people also, had already been murdered earlier in the events of the world, hadn't they? Like before he, yeah, broke. From no, the that chains? was that was or the was first that... one. That was the first one in the string oh. that they were talking about. And then eight months pass, and then she gets. Oh. Yeah. And also, so she I think was... that's but... supposed to be the kid. I think but it's no supposed way. to be the kid because also at the end, the mom was like, she she was like, I killed the um like inspector and the professor to like keep us safe oh, yeah so true. she did some of them like she she killed the professor um and she chained the policeman down there true because i guess there was a serial killer and then those other deaths were kind of just different um, yeah because i was gonna say like the when the professor's there he comes down the stairs like it's a tall person with like a hat so i was like it couldn't be the child but n- then that makes sense that adds up which huh. which person with that? Um, it was when he was coming down the stairs. I think it was the mom, um, who put the spear in him. Yeah. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. That was the mom. Yeah. I think because I think because she was like standing up tall. Um, so I don't think it was the child there. But damn, yeah. This that that whole part was pretty strange, and I think I, it felt like he was just throwing in more things at that point to make it yeah. uh, even even weirder story than it already was. I don't know if that was necessary. Um, and also, yeah, how do you how do you tell such or use this uh, material in the last fifteen minutes, as you said, <laughs> and like you, it's it's you can't really flesh it out or handle it properly at all. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so dark, and they don't handle it with like much care and i think that there's a lot of stuff throughout that like i don't think that they handle like child murder with uh you know much uh carefulness or like um sensitivity i guess like it's all like kind of fodder for like what's supposed to be a fun you know bloody slasher film kind of and i at least that's my understanding and I, I don't know, like, it just kind of, it makes it hard for me to really engage with the whole thing. Yeah. I feel yeah. like... Okay. Sorry. You can go first. Well, I just, like, it's something I've been thinking about, and I heard uh, one of them say this on Blank Check, so I want to give credit not and not uh, lift it. But they were talking about Split, and one of the guys on Blank Check, David Sims, said that, you know, Grindhouse stuff does give comfort to some people, and, you know, you never know um, what those What is be. Grindhouse? Um, just, like, really trashy horror movies, basically. This Not really the same as this, but... It's, I like, it's like slasher and shock around a, a lot of the time. Yeah, mm. and it's, like, I've felt that way about uh, nothing like this, but certain topics that have, like, freaked me out, I found comfort in genre movies that make them feel less real or solvable or or things like that i don't know if this is really the same thing but i don't know there are a lot of passionate fans of these kinds of movies who are not you know bloodthirsty misogynists or whatever um yeah and i feel like i'm backtracking a bit because i implied that he doesn't like women so i don't know anything about him the movies don't seem to care too much they seem to enjoy watching women being 
butchered and whatever. But I mean, I just think that can come from a lot of different places. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think the sort of like, if this metaphor is sort of like about, actually, I don't know what the overarching metaphor could be, but I think sort of like the, like the idea that I touched on a little bit earlier where it's like, she like cannot, like, I think it'd be stronger if it's like this person wasn't like deformed and like born a monster and is like his entire character is the monster it'd be more i think it'd be more powerful and more interesting if she was like she is repelled by whoever um because of the acts that they enacted and therefore she's like her sympathy only goes so far she is sympathetic to these creatures that are perceived as disgusting but because they're harmless or like they're they don't harm unless you harm them but she but then her like sympathy doesn't extend to somebody who is conscious of their harm despite like how they like look visually or how they might appear mm-hmm. um i think that would have been like a lot stronger of a metaphor than whatever's happening in reality yeah I, I think like the mom makes that point way better like it's almost the kids almost unnecessary like the mom appears to be an upstanding you know principal or whatever mm-hmm. but is actually a violent murderer yeah like yeah that that is enough of a twist too like when i I felt like when that was a reveal i was like oh my gosh because especially throughout the movie they speak about the killer like the scissor man as it's called in the top the clock tower like as a man like mm-hmm. Even in when she's uh, Jennifer's talking to her classmate, she's like, "You said there was only there were no men here, but there's the killer and there's the right. doctor." Um, but yeah, I, I think that was a good reveal because I, even though I guess it was kind of like rewatching, I was like, "Oh, you are kind of like really making it seem like it's a man." Um, but that reveal was mm-hmm. was nice, and I feel like they kind of went a bit too far doing like another reveal. Um, because I feel like the mom and the pool of disgust is enough at that last <laughs> 20 minutes. Like, that's that's enough. Like, I didn't need Morris to be beheaded and then have the monkey <laughs> oh, save brother. the day. I really didn't need that. Was that was funny. I thought. Like, that was, it was funny. And I did like that the, at the end of it all, she was like, oh, yes, monkey friend. Like, <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, it yeah. Was... that dude is never like responding to her in time. She's like, "There's people being murdered here. Let me out!" Like, what do you mean? My dad's on vacation, and then finally he's here. La 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 la, and the head falls off. That was so abrupt. I was like that she does it was just like a piece of sheet metal. She's just like, <laughs> "That was freaky." I just like um. I thought it was so funny, like, the sequence of shots when Morris shows up. It's, like, him walking up with his arms outstretched. He's like, Jennifer. She's like, Morris. Jennifer. Morris. And I'm like, okay, something's going to happen. <laughs> his head just gets cut off. Just like that, man. Ugh. Oh, my God. Um, okay, I don't want to uh, hold this for too longer because uh, I said this was going to be a shorter one. Um, but do we want to walk down Whack Actor Avenue? For a moment. I don't know any of the uh, actors in this film. Let's take a walk. <laughs> we take... actually do. Jennifer Connelly is she was in Alita Battle Angel. Oh yeah. Um, she's also in she's... Shiren or whatever. She's also in uh the other the only other movie I think I've seen with her career opportunities. Not a very good movie. Oh. I mean she's career been acting for a long time. She's a, a child actor, she's in Labyrinth. Oh, I've seen and... Labyrinth. Oh. Still acting. She's I think the most recent thing other than Alita I've seen her in, she's the voice of Spider-Man's suit in the Marvel movies. Yeah. No really, way. Yeah. 
She's weird. It's kind of a joke because she's married to the guy who was the voice of Iron Man's suit. So I think that's uh, a joke. Okay. But she's in lots of stuff. She's that's kind of good. She's in your favorite movie, Adam Hulk. Pretty sure. Oh, it's oh oh okay. And she's Betty in the Angry Hulk. She's cool. around. Yeah, I thought she was okay. I thought she was good. I mean, I think she's very young in it. Yeah, how old is she? 1970 this came out at 85 she's 15 14 when they were filming probably yeah wow oh, Bro, I mean, that's a lot to, to go through to and they put her through so much shit the death so, soup oh. the death soup the swimming underwater for so long uh well i guess I mean, the, I don't know she's like she's dangling from the the thing oh yeah i don't think that was her but <laughs> i know <laughs> it, it could have been <laughs> That scene was so weird. Like she was sleepwalking up to the murder, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And then she started sleepwalking again, and like fell down. Do y'all remember that when the platform fell? Yeah. And she like, what was that? Why did she not wake up? She was walking on glass. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that was freaky. That was the death that disturbed me the most. We don't have to go into it, but I was like, "That's yeah. that's too much. You don't have to do that." That death was a lot. Also, like. It's a lot. There's a lot of like, yeah. It's also so weird that she's like at this boarding school and they're like, "Oh, you you got out and you sleptwalk," which is weird. But then they're not concerned. They're like, "Oh, there's a killer on the loose. That's why you can't get out of this building." They're just like, "That's never happened before." <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit of a difference in my very limited experience with horror movies of like North American horror movies versus everywhere else. And like North American movies, it's like there's tension building and then everyone finds out about the killer or something. And then from then on, they're like fighting it or at least it's like a big deal. But in like more arty horror movies or European horror movies, it's like this violent murder will happen. And the next scene, everyone's like normal and it didn't really affect it. And it's even (laughs) creepier because anything can happen at any time. And I don't know what's going to happen. God, yeah. that that's so true. Even with the the bugs, when she summons an army of flies, yeah, you and think then the headmistress is like, yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's messed up. No, 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 no. She's the devil. <laughs> Send her to an asylum. Like, what? Wouldn't you? I, I just feel like she would be so much more like, oh my god, what is this? Or maybe yeah. even switch her personality, be nicer to her because she can see that she controls bugs for real. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wanted her to control bugs more. Yeah. I wanted there to be more bug controlling. Once she mm. controlled... Did I say this already? Like, once she controlled all those flies, I was like, okay, we're off to the races. Like, <laughs> control everything. But it was just a bunch of flies. Control. That one scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of glad it didn't go, like, full carry at that moment because it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like that kind of character at all. Like Every movie should go full carry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she was like, "Look, I could do this, but I'm not." Because they were really bullying her. They're being like, so mean. Everyone's that is so mean to her. And they're just like, "Stop! Don't do it! Stop!" <laughs> I hated those that people were like, she was like standing as in the phone booth, and right outside, they're all just staring at her and like saying how much she sucks. It's like, come on! I know you it's know like, she you can know. hear you. I yes. know she can hear you. I also feel like in the real world (laughs) i.e not this film having like the amount of clout you get for having a famous movie star father outweighs the amount of clout you would lose for sleepwalking Mm. (laughs) yeah if anything that would start like a trend like people would start like i'm sleepwalking now check it out (laughs) 
<laughs> but wait, people were were people excited about her having the? Fi- I guess there was the one person who, yeah, you know, thought it was jealous. cool that she had the. Fi- yeah, I feel like people were more resentful that she had like a famous yeah. father, right? Yeah, that's that. It's not just like walking, but also bug talking. That doesn't help you either. Yeah, you're definitely weird for that. The the letter that they all read, I was like, oh, please don't read that. I was like, where did you get that? Guess what, Dad? I can talk to bugs. I met a monkey. She was writing it on the bus. I like thought she was gonna like send it in town while she was like in town, but then it's just like my favorite thing on the bus. Is that when she gets off, there's a full shot to show you that the woman moved back to close the window. <laughs> she stands up and makes such a big deal out of that. I love that too. So good. That was my favorite scene. I think it was maybe just most the most conventional, but that was the most I was into the stories when she was hunting the killer with using the fly. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like there's a clear like and we've seen the house, we know how scary it is. She's heading that way. The fake out with the guy who's just like a landlord or whatever. She I thought was all of that was really great. Such a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like fully like really in the house. <laughs> yeah, she, she, well, she had to like break into the house. And entering. Yeah, but it's like I don't know. I feel like in that situation, people wouldn't be like grabbing you and shaking you and be like, "What are you doing?" They probably I mean, just... he's definitely like an asshole. Yeah, but it's yes. like you think he's a killer at first, and you're like, "Oh, this guy's just an asshole." Yeah. <laughs> I am. Oh, sorry, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, can I take a walk down Whack Soundtrack Avenue, or can we just Ooh. talk about the soundtrack? <laughs> by... Amazing by Goblin. Oh, well, we got to have that a was... new name for that corner. If we're going to do a music corner, we... Wait, we can gotta... I say one Sound performance whack. real quick before we do that? Yeah, yes. of course. I, I love, love a new corner. I love, I love a new corner. The... Yes, I know. I'm excited, but I just want to get this over with real quick. Yes. I okay. love Donald Pleasance as the bug doctor guy. Oh, yeah, he was really good. Mm. He's, he was like a nice father figure to her, and he loved the monkey. And he's a good actor. I love the monkey. The only I was so... I... Yeah, sorry, Dara. I was going to say, the only person that I trusted this entire movie was the actor or the monkey and no one else. Like, anyone else, I was <laughs> the like... The actor. The actor. <laughs> Everyone else, I was like, you're being weird. You're, like, acting crazy. I only trust the monkey. Yeah. Also, on the, the doctor, when he gave her the sarcophagus fly, the great sarcophagus, like, <laughs> the what did she... The yeah, greatest what detective he... duo. <laughs> I love that reveal, <laughs> first of all. But like, what did he think was gonna happen when she found the yes, killer? Like, I also thought that. <laughs> um, you have a box with a fly in it, girl. She's a child. <laughs> well, no, I don't know. He's he believes in her. He's trusting that she'll do the right thing and that she's capable. You <laughs> send cool somebody guy. with her. Somebody. Cool... I like that guy. I, I thought like... he was a nice guy. Send the monkey. At send least send the monkey. Yes, yeah, that would have been like okay. Okay, also, okay just... I admit that's a good point, but I just want to. <laughs> say i liked that guy he was a cool guy he was and i was really guy. sad when he died that was probably the saddest part of the film but also when she goes into the house the police man is fully just at the end of the road and sees her like run like run in terror out of the house why doesn't he do anything or like go in when she goes into the house and be like what are you doing they don't care 
It seems like a lot of people don't give a shit in this movie. Like, when she gets hit by a car, and then they steal her, like, they take her and put her in the car. That was scary. Yeah, that was really scary. And everyone saw that and didn't do a single thing. I was like, what the hell? That was the one thing where I was like, oh, this movie is maybe about growing up and maybe about, like, becoming a teenager. Where it's like, like, people around you aren't, don't necessarily have your best interests at heart. Mm, Yeah. I don't know. Um, But the new corner. Oh yeah, what do we call this? Uh, uh, music mile, sound whack. Oh, sound whack. That was good. Do you say that? Did yeah, say I, that? Said that. I said that. I said that. All right, let's go, whack. let's go to the sound whack. Oh, the it's like sound whack. I'm going to play my sound whack. Like, <laughs> <laughs> got it. Yeah, I the, I was reading up on the soundtrack and it so said that uh, it used it was one of his first movies where he used popular songs as well as just <laughs> just and like did uh, he? Yeah. Oh, did he ever? <laughs> that Motorhead in there? I think the Motorhead and I had s- captions on on Canopy and it was credited as Radiohead and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, I was confused about that. <laughs> I was like, that's not Tom York. Also. On canopy, did some of it was some of it in Italian for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My my version as well. I think and, like, that was key scenes. I think that was to like make it seem like they were fluent in Italian and English when they were just speaking in English. Oh, I thought it was a mistake in the I soundtrack. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell at first. I was like, oh, like do they just have part of like an Italian dub in this? Yeah. <laughs> but I was looking at the actors mouth movements and they were was, matching up with the italian but well, I think it just act- wasn't translated i don't know it was, it was no but it was part like the parts i had in italian jennifer connelly was also speaking italian. yeah jennifer connelly. yeah I it sounded it like it sounded like it was dubbed but she yeah. was moving her mouth like to i match think the italian i think she spoke oh, okay. it all i thought i thought they spoke it all in english and then had it dubbed over because at the start when she's in the car ride she's like we're in like a lot of people are from around the world but we're all speaking english yeah but it did feel like they were also speaking Italian. I'm also know. like, I'm also when like, it, why are you taking, speaking Italian when you're in Switzerland, bro? They probably speak Italian well, in Switzerland. What I thought it was, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm sure people. Sp- like, I'm sure there are people. Who speak I'm sure Italian there are, but like not. not <laughs> okay, to that okay. I am sure there are people who speak Italian <laughs> no. in Switzerland. You're right, but I was like, it, like I it was the main language. <laughs> <laughs> I am confident. Okay, I'm confident in this. But well, it sounded on, like it was a different person's voice. That's why yeah, I was, well, <laughs> it was like a like, completely different person's voice dubbing the Italian. Yeah. Unlike the spaghetti westerns that I used to watch, it was like they'd have a couple American stars be like Clint Eastwood and he'd be speaking English and then everyone else would be Italian actors because they shot it in Italy and they would be dubbed over. Yeah. And I thought it was the same thing. It had They had Jennifer Connelly and, and Donald Pleasance who were like American stars and then everybody else was Italian, like part of his crew. Yeah. Like his wife and daughter must be Italian. Can I boom you for a second? Yeah, boom me. Because one of the official languages of Switzerland is Italian. Really? Yes. Uh, oh, you got me. Hell yeah. It's that like Holy Joe Mama all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but why would they... Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh. But why would they just have... That was on John Tucker Must Die, right? Yeah, real real fans now. Sorry, no. <laughs> no, I'm just still confused about why it would be all, like, even if they did do, like, but why would it just all be in English until there's, like, one very important argument where it'd be in Italian, but then both of them were, like, speaking Italian fluently when obviously, like, she was American. It has to be a mistake. 
I don't think, I don't it think it's a mistake. Sense. I think it's a poorly done, like, stylistic choice to have them be, like, bilingual and, like, switch languages at, like, this random moments. I don't think the it was poorly done. Different. I don't think it was poorly done. I think it was charming. I think it was, like, it was... I it's I felt the same way when I watched Suspiria. It was, like, uh, there's parts that are so clearly dubbed, but... Mm-hmm. It, the dub is so off that it's like it's kind of charming, kind of like it. that was not charming to me. That was it was kind of nice. I'm sorry, it, it broke up the that scary. That was charming. It made it that less was scary. like the toilet, the toilet paper brand charming. <laughs> nice. So, oh my! I could wipe my butt with that charming. Oh, too far. I just... <laughs> absolutely too far. What? I'm just talking about wiping my butt. Everyone does it. Do you guys ever get that Spotify ad, Charmin Booty Smile? It's like the fastest that I hit mute on on Spotify. I move so quickly. They make Spotify ads so bad on purpose to try and get you to pay, and I won't do it. I don't. I won't be bullied. Use Spotify. Y'all should do it, and then we can have playlists together. Ooh, we can have it. Is it whack playlist? Ooh. Also. Can I have to split soon, so can we do number? Yes. Wait, Nara, what were can you I about say to say? I cut point? you off with my charming, yes. um, with my really, really uh, 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 good charming. It's it's joke. all right. I know this is like a horror thing where it's like everything is in the like, especially in the climax of the film, or like in parts where there's like a big scary bit about to happen. It like you need plot conveniences, but that last scene at the house. Jennifer Connelly was just so not smart at all. I was like, just throw the pills in the toilet, crush them up and wash them down the sink. <laughs> Climb mm. in the little hole instead oh, of I, using a weird yes, dick to yeah. get the phone out. I hated the whole bathroom scene. Just yelling too from the outside. I'm it's just like, like and then I was like, when she was getting in the boat, I'm like, don't stand at the, like, don't sit at the dock and try and get the motor going. Push yourself off from the dock and then as you're like drifting a bit, try and get the motor running. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I was very confused what she was trying to do with the stick because then she just ended up <laughs> throwing it out and then jumping out of the window. And I was like, well, that, if that was your plan, you should have done that <laughs> Just start with that. Out. Yeah, which would have been enough of a scene as well, like yeah. trying to get through the thing. I don't think they needed the... <laughs> Even the plot convenience of, I don't know, it was so okay. weird. Could have got caught yeah. on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe could make a moment out of it. It's She's like going through been... so much right now. I know, I know. And y'all You're are like, right. she should think straight. She no, no, so... I'm not. I like, I. Okay, I get listen, that she was drugged I... and hit over the head literally 10 minutes before, but. <laughs> I think usually when people, you know, say that as a critique in like horror movies, we're like, oh, well, why didn't they just go here? It's like, it's usually silly because, uh, I don't know, yeah, it's a really heightened moment of stress. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one can think clearly in that scenario. But she knew she was going to jump out. She knew she was going <laughs> to jump out of the window. She did it. So why did you do this thing with the stick first? True. She made the decision to jump out. True. I was like, where's that stick from? I feel like if I was in that situation and it was like either try and squeeze through this tiny crack or go find a stick or something that I can get the phone with it'd be my even if I was stressed my idea would be like okay even if I don't think I'm gonna fit through this tiny hole I'm gonna try and get through the tiny hole before before rummaging around for a stick right Um, I I know we have to wrap up on the soundtrack we didn't talk about it I would say this is the best movie soundtrack I've ever seen that could be used almost unchanged in an episode of Scooby-Doo 
Oh yes. <laughs> Have you seen those guitarists are so awesome? So Hell yeah. It was so Hell good. Yeah. I love killer riffs. You know what? The like the like metal to the synth went went like I it thought it was might be weird, but it actually worked so well. When she's getting the firefly and the guitar's going crazy. Yes. So, awesome. oh. so good. I also loved just the like the the echoing synth. Uh, when it was coming up in like very intense scenes, I thought that was very good for the suspense. Mm-hmm. I I haven't really heard synth like that in horror, at least coming to memory. Um, and that was fun. I I, I like that. Very quick. What was the scariest moment for you guys? I have one in mind. I didn't like. I didn't like when the kid when she was underwater and the kid tried to grab oh, yeah. her feet. Oh. Oh yeah. That or uh, or when the dude this wasn't the scariest but it was the grossest just the entire like death soup when and then to him breaking his hand I've already said it yeah that one two punch was not nice yeah my, yeah mine my scariest moment was when she was in the pool and she was like what and then she tries to climb up and there's like no ladder and then the woman like steps on her hand yeah. to like push her back in I was like God. Oh my god. This is hell. Um but yeah. Yeah, my scariest by far was just when she was in the bathroom and there were the maggots, the larva. <laughs> oh, and her towels. All over the towels. <laughs> ah! No. I found this really chilling moment when just when the the school teacher has described you know what's going on with her son and you don't know if it's true or not or what the deal is she's like oh my son's in his room and i don't <laughs> talk to him or whatever and then you see his shadow oh yeah the shadow on the stairs that not. was so scary to me that was pretty scary. Was so i think that just became not scary one second after because she can't because then she the does the thing with the toy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was weird but i also found it scary like i was like maybe this woman thinks her that's her son you know, yes. Yeah, you know what? That would have been better. That would have been better than her actually having a weird monster son. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Whack numbers. Ah, uh, whack numbers. Let's go. Who goes first? Four. Four. Ooh. Pretty out there mm. stuff. Pretty out there stuff. I like that. Some like commentary movie, with the number two. A movie opens with like. Somebody walking towards a house and there's a chain that looks like it has to have a human on it. I was like, this is how it starts? Mm-hmm. Freaky. Mm-hmm. Nara? Yeah. Me? Um, I'm going to go with a three just because like it is whack. But then there's like, I guess this part, this is also whack, but I don't want to give it credit for it. But there's like the weird like Nazi symbolism association and a bunch of like all the like sort of like metaphors and stuff that aren't really going anywhere and aren't either they're not super well thought out or not super well explained that I can't fully give it all my confidence in like a whack way because I think I I would give it a bit of a higher whack number or give stuff a bit of a higher whack number when when it's a bit more intelligent maybe but then again I gave gleaming the cube a high whack number so I don't know man Hey, Gleaming the Cube is intelligent. It is. I love Gleaming the Cube. It has a lot to say about life, period. <laughs> That's exactly. so true. That's so true. And cubes gleamed. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd give it a three also. 
Um, I mean, we already kind of talked about this, but yeah, it just invokes so much dark stuff in a way that I didn't find very uh, caring or sensitive, which, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Seb, that like it doesn't certainly doesn't always have to be. And I think that like if some people find comfort in this kind of uh, exploration of, you know, even very traumatic things like sexual assault or murder, then, um, you know, I, I do not pass any judgment on those people who do feel that way. But uh, I, I didn't I didn't really enjoy that in this movie. And I usually don't in most movies. Um, and I think that's probably a thing that keeps me away from like grindhouse films. But uh, I'm certainly not like dismissive. And I understand that's a way to like explore uh, many things. And that's that's fine. Like that's that's that exists in the world. And that's all right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll give it a three. I, I do think there is, yeah, of course, a lot of really wild things that this film tries um but as well yeah i just i don't i don't know i'd never i i still don't really understand exactly what the target of criticism is and so a lot of it just feels to me like dark shit piling on each other for messed up sake like what's the most messed up thing to do next uh and so i don't know it's just kind of hard for me to engage but uh, still glad that I watched it. You know, I, 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 I like Suspiria a lot. So I was really excited to watch this. Um, I just think the, the filmmaking so good in these movies, you know? Like, yeah, I know yeah, thematically they might be muddled and stuff, but it's just the feeling of them is so unique to me. Yeah. I think that's also what jumped out to me when I was watching it. I really like the colors and just how it's shot. And yeah, the, the way the music comes in, it's just like, it, it's nice to watch when it's not being very ugly. And I think the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the themes are, but seriously, yeah, but the, yeah. a, a yeah, lot of those no, themes are very undeveloped. And yeah, it does, it does feel like there's a point where it does just kind of keep adding on to itself and starting stuff that it doesn't really finish or flesh out or talk about. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I do think that is, isn't really cool. Um, but I do enjoy this, mo- this movie as like, just bringing it back to like video games and our theme, I guess, but like starting a whole genre off of that like just some dude being like oh my god i love these movies so much i want to make something like this in a different medium mm-hmm. uh and like succeeding very well like maybe not in the in the moment like it was an okay success it, it sold well but like in the long run like there's so many studios and games and developers that like just crave emulating this kind of feeling of, of survival horror and i think like that wouldn't really be possible without something like this uh and i think that's really cool to be able to look at it at, in, in that kind of historical context of games, which is really only from the 80s to to, to now. But like, yeah, it's, it, it's a cool piece of media in, in that sense to me. So I'm going to give it a four as well. Yeah, that that is that is really cool. And I feel like it's like circling back around. Like now when I see those kind of survival horror movies, I kind of think like, oh, this really, like I remember when I watched, uh, what is it, 10 Cloverfield Lane? And I was like, oh, this really feels like a survival game. Or when I saw, what was it, As Above, So Below? And I felt yeah. the same way. Like, I don't know. I guess it's like, it's just kind of the one thing inspires the other. And then it kind of goes back and inspires it again, which is like, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's really cool. I think there are going to be more of those movies that come out that really feel like uh, 
survival games, I suppose. I feel like there's a lot of like every generation, there's a lot of filmmakers who kind of take seriously a lot of stuff that was dismissed by the previous generation. And it happens every like, mm. I don't know, like even mm. like Spielberg and, and Scorsese and those guys were making like gangster movies and adventure movies that they watched when they were kids, but just making them on a bigger scale and like getting more respect for making those kinds of things. And I think it'll happen with video games. Obviously, True. already kind of has. That's really F. How does this movie end, by the way? Oh, did we, get wait, the we need the score. Oh. All right. The score is a nice, nice round 3.5. 3.5. It is oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Fair. Pretty, Fair. pretty little bit above the middle. Solid. Uh, what is that? Like B plus, A minus territory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but whack. Yeah. But if you had a 3.5 GPA, you get into Harvard. Soaring. <laughs> You'd be in Harvard already because um, of how smart you are. Before before we end <laughs> end this movie, uh, good night, Ryan, and shout out to Ryan's friend whose name I don't remember, who allegedly found this podcast organically through a blog. Whoa! Whoa. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait! We what? gotta go back, go back, go back. We gotta We're find on a blog. blog. We gotta I... destroy this blog. Ryan mentioned it to me, um, and I will try and get more info. But that what? Wait, sorry. What? Say that from the start. Who found this from? One what? of Ryan's friends. I don't remember their name. I'm sorry, friend, but if you are listening, shout out. Just shout out to all people who are friends with Ryan. You know, facts. But the one yes, who who found out. us on a blog, extra big shout out. That's awesome. I want to know about this blog. Yeah, yeah send us an email. On a blog. Come on the podcast. <laughs> I love bl- I love bloggers as Seb a blogger blog? myself. Yeah, was it Sublog? <laughs> Sublog might have been Sublog. One of my favorite blogs. <laughs> I hope it wasn't yeah. Sublog. I hope it was someone. Sublog, did you blog about us? Don't call me Sublog. <laughs> <laughs> Please, that was my father. <laughs> call I'm me dot com. Oh, Sublog. <laughs> Sublog is so good. Oh, stop that. If anyone hasn't read Seb's uh, article about the uh, 100 best movies of the 2010s, that's huge and all good. All of you guys are in that one. One of the one of the finest pieces of film writing of Stop the 2010s. It. Yeah, I will like, never I forget. Probably. I guess it happened in the 2020s. So of the 2020s, so far. Oh yeah, that's a that's a lower bar, but still. Hey, hey, it's been a year and a half, a year and two months. I mean, right. I was I'm reading that one still. You're still number one. <laughs> All right, does anyone want to develop psychic powers and uh, befriend a monkey for the end of this episode? Hey, Funke, you keep speeding to the last thing. I got to say, go to Ad Insomniac Fest. Funke has to go. On Instagram. (laughs) Okay, then let me just say, go to Ad Insomniac Fest on Instagram, Insomniac underscore Fest on Twitter. Thank you. Or insomniacfestival.com. Oh, thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Thank you to Emma Kudlak for the art. Insomniac, the movie premieres on February 28th. That's in a couple weeks. So watch that. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be a virtual party after. Please pull uh, It's going to be really fun. So come to that and tell your friends. Okay, Funke, I'm sorry that we kept extending this episode. I'm I'm sorry for prematurely rapping. Um, I just have, I just have to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being shaved by a monkey. Monkey. It's too close. Uh, the ooh. monkey is shaving me. It's shaving my face. <laughs> I love bugs. Woo! They're talking to me. Have a good night. Good night. Good night, Ryan. <laughs> Farewell, everyone. 
Oh, and I forgot to mention this. Next week, Luke is going to come on to talk about the Smash Brothers, uh, the documentary. Don't be intimidated when you see that it's like four hours long. Uh, it's in parts. So, you know, if you want to watch it, it's in parts. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's like a bunch of smaller movies. So, you know, but, you know, hopefully you like it. So come back next week. And uh, until then, mom, get out. I'm doing a podcast.